Welcome back, Tag Nation. I'm Rashab Ghosh, and after a short break, I'm returned with my friend Ravi Adluru, and we are joined with two new co-hosts, Karthik and Karthik, both of which have similar names but very differing personalities, so it will take you little to no time to differentiate between these two amazing people who will be a permanent member of our show going forward. And today, Karthik G will get the honor of introducing our topic. Thank you, Rashab. So today we'll be just uh, going in to the current state of streaming in our world. We'll be going through Netflix, other streaming services like it, like HBO Max, Amazon Prime, and Peacock. And we'll also be talking about how YouTube and Twitch affect our world. That's great. That's so, great. So like with upcoming movies and stuff, we know Netflix has previously been the king of movies tv shows etc however in recent recent times it's really been hard to find tvs tv shows movies and anything that you want on netflix it's been more of asking people for references or recommendations on what to watch and then finding them third party um i think that's due to two things obviously it's probably like the algorithm but it's also because of how these new uh, streaming companies that are coming in are kind of pulling the content off of Netflix after they realize, oh, Netflix has become too much of a juggernaut. I feel like you have to almost manage how many streaming services you have now because, like, you can't watch everything on Netflix anymore. Because, like, right now I have Disney+, Plus, Netflix, uh, we have Hulu. Somehow, like, also costs a lot more. And also, like, Netflix has increased their prices on their, their subscription recently, is what I've heard. Oh, well, okay. Let me, let me state this. You know, streaming services, DVDs, Redbox, we've seen various forms of entertainment. The main idea behind all of this is bringing entertainment closer than you can get to your local theater or maybe, uh, <clears throat> like, you know, going to your friend's house. It's all about bringing entertainment closer. And the main differentiator between each one of these is, one, what entertainment they have, and two, uh, what's its price point. And I'll tell you the lowest price point in the, in the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, 2010s, and today has always been the same. And, the, and, the, and it's its biggest competitor. Amazon is not a Netflix biggest competitor, nor is Real TV, nor is any of the other streaming services you mentioned. Netflix's biggest competitor is somehow bootleg services and uh, pirated websites, which provide the same services for little to no cost or for free, which is uh, differentiating the factor that you have to not even pay for entertainment nowadays. Yes, that is very true. But during the period of time where Netflix reigned supreme, Piracy had gone through like a very, very big decline as it was the same thing as bootlegging anime and other comics as things such as like Shonen Jump and Shonen Online. I forgot what the name. Oh, Jump Online. Those allowed people to use piracy less. And that's kind of what Netflix was. So I think your thing is right. But at a certain period of time, piracy was not a good solution because people didn't need to use it but now we're going back to like the cable network packaged television where if you want to watch a certain sector of television you need to buy that one um streaming service yeah and no, i think that 
Sorry, sorry. Uh, continue, Karthi. Okay, and I touch, and I think that touches on a really important point too. Every decade or so, we see a certain recession with within these companies where um they increase their value, their valuation. You can even see that within their stock prices. Every decade or so, their value and like their services they increase, and then they reach a turning point where they almost become a sort of monopoly, and then they just uh crash down, and then. Afterwards, it takes a few years for them to recover. Another decade or so, you'll see them at the top, and I think that's what we'll see with Netflix too and other streaming services, where uh, bootleg services such as um, MyFlixer or Soap Today on the top of the list um, right now. Those are just fillers where movies and TV shows they just sit there. Well, I guess why do you think that Netflix will come to the top instead of like some other new streaming service? Because last time, like cable or some other streaming services at top, and then Netflix came in and it started to crash. Now Netflix is at the top, so do you think another streaming service will come along and make it go trash? Yeah, uh, I Project. think Netflix was at the top because it came into an industry that was not even there. It was like some, so it was just made. It joined in to like this whole industry that had never been made. So I think if if that same like environment of entertainment was still here, it would be good. But the problem I think we have right now is that these uh, these streaming services are coming in with like like streaming services from like Disney and um, Disney and Amazon. They don't have to rely only on the videos, such as like Netflix. So like Disney and Amazon can just get their money. From like other services, like they're like merchandise, obviously. So they don't have to focus so much on the movies. They can make whatever they want. For example, the Lord of the Rings thing that they're making on uh, the Lord of the Rings thing that they're making on Amazon, they can spend like a billion or like a, yeah, it's a billion dollars on it because they have their whole other sector. I feel like. Uh... Oh, what is it? Because of like uh, Netflix originals and like other original content that these new streaming services are producing, I feel like that was the main reason that uh, everything kind of divulged, like everything that was once on Netflix and like separated into like all the other streaming services. So like, but now Netflix has its own originals, which kind of give you a reason to still use Netflix instead of switching to all the other services. Like, they had Squid Game, they had other things. Yeah. Stranger Things. Um. Yeah, Stranger uh, you Things. Know, you know, pardon my French, but it goes beyond just, just like, the fact that they have original content. It matters what original content they have. Uh, what the hell do people... Uh, have you ever heard anyone from uh, anywhere listening uh, uh watching hulu originals who watches hulu originals who the hell watches hulu originals okay prime video okay their original content i've seen some good stuff i've seen i've seen um uh what's the one what's the one john krasinski with uh tom clancy's yeah jack no i don't remember the name but yeah i know what you're talking <laughs> oh, you're about thinking jack reacher i think I'm, I'm mixed up with jack reacher too but the point here is that it's a lackluster sort compared to Netflix. 
We see real competition coming up with Disney Plus with its acquisition of LucasArts Films. They are given the creativity to make shows such as The Mandalorian, now Obi-Wan. We've seen uh, The Book of Boba Fett. These are real because you're taking things that are things that are already important to people and you're giving them to uh, exclusive rights to on a streaming platform. But then we see stuff like, you know, whatever, whatever any other platform is making. What is Boot? What is Boot Originals making? I, I don't know. Do you know? Like, I can't name a thing. Netflix has taken a bet on making high budget, not low budget, high budget, high advertised originals, which have seen effectivity through using things that people connect to, whether it be the nostalgia from Stranger Things, uh, whether it be the large uh, K-drama and K-pop sensation by funding uh, a risky show, Squid Game. I, I see the success in it, but we just mentioned that. But the high budget it had... It was not guaranteed a success, and it could have miserably failed. And I, I, there are there have been Netflix failures, but the risk that they take on making high budget, high quality originals outweighs the others. And the only real competitor I see in this market uh, to Netflix in terms of original content would be Disney Plus, and the rest of them, they're, they're casuals. Like I, that's all I have to say. I definitely would not say that because I think Amazon Prime is running very strong in that matter. It has some very good originals that have people talking constantly because both of Disney Plus and Amazon Prime's uh, weekly release release waves, I think that keeps people talking rather than the binge strategy that uh, Netflix has. I feel like one of the main reasons that Amazon Prime Video still exists is because you can buy like an individual show or a movie instead of having to like get an entire streaming service which may cost more for like an entire month yeah uh, if you just want to watch a show right like let's just say i, I want to watch ninjago right so one, one time when ninjago wasn't free on there uh i wanted to watch like season nine when it came out but uh if i was to get it on like a streaming service it would have cost uh more money because for like an entire month so i just bought like the one season on amazon prime and then just watched it, which is a lot cheaper. Alright, first of all, boy, why are you watching Ninjago? You are 15 Ninjago years old, goaded, and bro. you are watching Ninjago! I Ninjago love... is an amazing series. Ninjago I, 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 I love amazing. my Ninjago. I love my Ninjago. But you ain't watching Ninjago right now without doo-doo. Doo-doo has face, you got. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Alright, um... On serious, ma- serious matters, you just mentioned that the fact that there's still a serious competition. A competition. I have the numbers pulled up right here. Uh, Netflix is currently at... Doo-doo-doo. It is at four point... Uh, it, has, uh, it is at number one. And it has a marginally higher than Amazon Prime Video. Uh, in, com- in compared to streams. But let's talk about this. Netflix is running solely, solely on streaming. Right now, you see them delving into games, which I feel like is going to be a big failure. That's just my hot take. You guys can think what you want. I agree. Netflix's game system. I don't see any kid going on Netflix to play video games. Complete waste of an attempt. But you know what? Let's see where this goes. That's besides the point. Netflix, as of now, has only one source of revenue. And the one source of drawing people in, which is their content, original content, and their content that they're uh, gaining rights for. And you saw their big Nickelodeon acquisition. They depend on this. Prime Video is not getting its streams just because of the fact that they are Prime Video. No, 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 they are not. Because when you're buying Prime Video, you're getting access to Amazon Prime. 
You're getting access to Amazon Prime, Amazon Music. Amazon, uh, uh, Amazon's very lackluster. No one talks about it. Podcast service. But nevertheless, you're getting a package bundle, which we see Google, uh, Disney Plus taking advantage of with ESPN Plus and Hulu as their uh, package bundle. But package bundles make it so that the streaming service, the streaming service itself is not the main incentive to get it. It's the collective uh, overview. And we're looking at a Simpsons paradox, re really, when we're looking at this. Because we're looking at, holistically, Netflix outweighs Prime Video in every way possible. But when you look at the bigger picture, Prime Video, uh, if I was a consumer, if I was on a budget and I was a consumer, today I would buy Prime Video or Disney Plus over Netflix today because the sheer amount of services that they offer in addition to the same uh, similar price point. And the price point right now between the two is literally the same. Netflix is $8.99 and up, Amazon Prime Video is $8.99 and up, and Disney is $7.99 and up. So you you tell me which which deal is, seems better at this point with uh, one providing, literally you, you can run uh, people's houses run off of Amazon's services, and you have uh, an entertainment bundle where you can watch sports, uh, original content, and other services, and you can have your Disney originals and uh, the, the, your Disney productions that you don't have access to otherwise. So right now, I feel like Netflix is heavily underweight uh, due to their uh, small small view that we're looking at. We're looking at just them from their content-wise. But if you look at the bigger picture, Netflix is seriously outcompeted by uh, the others. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like... I was... oh, yes, Robbie. Oh, yeah. You, you can go ahead. Mm -hmm. You can... No, you go ahead. Boy, someone speak right now! Okay, I will. Uh, I was just going to say, but the problem is, like, Netflix right now, it is slowly, uh, many, like, th that's the reason why Netflix's stock is down right now, because it has been a constantly growing business. Every single quarter, it would have a higher, 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 it would have a constantly higher, like, increase, but then all of a sudden, right now, it's the amount of, uh, I believe, the amount of viewers it's getting is sl slowly declining, which is why I think... Netflix is the only reason that Netflix has ever been in its position is because it is it is it functions like a bill you know what I mean like people are like oh I need to pay the water bill I need to pay the electricity bill and I need to pay the Netflix bill every other thing like Disney plus or Amazon Prime they come in because oh they have a good show I'm gonna get it get out I'm done but the reason now is Netflix is losing its foothold there is what I'm trying to say because Netflix is also becoming one where it has less of a stranglehold over the market, where now people are starting to be like, starting to, like many long-time users of Netflix are leaving. So that's a really big thing. Look, what I you're feel saying, like... Sorry, continue, continue, Robbie. Oh, because Netflix used to be unique back then, it was the only streaming service other than like Hulu, but nobody used Hulu at the time. Uh... Because it was the only like unique streaming service, that's the only reason people want it because they couldn't really get it anywhere. But now because they have things like Peacock, HBO Max, and uh, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, stuff like that, uh, I think that's the reason why people are, are now switching to other services. I think it also comes down to age. So Netflix has been around for around 24 years, around 25 years. And that's been around since, um, uh, if you remember Blockbuster from a long time ago. The reason Blockbuster went out of uh, business was it had a lot of competitors. And it was ahead of its time, too. Like, it, it was ahead of its time. It, it, it had its prime. And then it fell off. Because 
it's been around for a long time. And age, I think, contributes to how well a company can do, which also describes some of the recessions we're seeing in companies like, uh, say, Amazon Prime, right? Amazon was an e-commerce business, and then it had its recession. And the reason it rebounded back was because of Prime. And uh, that's been around Amazon Prime or Amazon Video has been around since 2008, whereas the service itself called Amazon Unbox originally, it's been around since 2006. And so I think age really contributes to how well a company can prosper in the future as well. Um, no company can monopolize a certain uh, industry as we've seen before. I don't necessarily believe that because Disney kind of did that. It's kind of doing that right now. Well, okay, With how yeah. many... Look, it, it oh. depends. You, you mentioned industry. You're talking about uh, both things that we're talking about. We're talking about Netflix. We're talking about Prime. What they're selling, and, and, and let me mes- let me uh, uh, let me mention a master at what what these two companies are still trying to do. Costco, Costco. All, what do these three co- companies have in common? One's and en- one's entertainment. One's one's also kind of entertainment, but you know it's mainly about services, and another's mainly in-person services complete uh, when you're looking at it at a like consumer point of view they're three completely different things yes continue ravi it's because they all have a subscription people are incentivized to buy from it and which is where they get all of their revenue from right right you're close you're close it's it's it they're not the thing that all three of these share that other services don't and they don't target as much is that they're not trying to sell products what they're trying to what Amazon's not trying to sell you. Amazon Prime's not trying to sell you what's on Amazon. Costco's not trying to surprising as surprising as it may seem. Costco's not trying to sell you what's inside that Costco. And similarly, Netflix is not trying to sell you net, what's inside Netflix. What are they doing? Is selling a subscription. They're selling that subscri- subscription, and if that means that they have to make what's inside the store, what's inside the service, more desirable, then they will do that. But they're trying to make it so that that service, like Karthik mentioned uh, briefly, is that that service should be a part of your lifestyle. People who have Costco, they build a service uh, around it so dependent that paying a Costco bill is a part of their life. They, they believe that they, their, their life somewhat has a dependency on Costco because of the services they provide. So, they're not, so their main goal is never to uh, increase sales from the previous year. It's to increase memberships, to get people talking that, you know, Costco is great. Netflix is great. Prime is great. And with word of mouth, because the, they earn marginal, marginal profits compared to how much they do off of their subscription. And subscription-based uh, revenue has become more and more prevalent over the years. How many, you go to a mall, you're going to go to the small store. Let me, you know, I'm not trying to throw a shade at B- Banana Republic here. But you go to a small-ass store like Banana Republic, and they're trying to sell you a credit card, okay? It's all about service right now. And more the more companies that realize that service-based and subscription-based earning is far more than the marginalized sales revenue that we have in America today, the more that these subscriptions are up and coming. We see more and more credit cards, more and more subscriptions, more and more loyalty programs that keep people coming. It doesn't matter how much they spend when they come. Just keep them coming. The more people come, money will come. It's um, it's a very cliche to say, but you know, just like people say, strive for excellence and, and success comes on its own. Similarly, strive for customers and money comes on its own. They're not aiming to make more money nowadays. They're trying to aim at making more customers. I feel like that's also used to like ward off any competitors 
because because you buy a subscription for one thing you're less likely to use a competitor because like it might be cheaper if you get like a subscription uh or something like if you have amazon prime you're not gonna buy something off of ebay because you have cheaper shipping prices and stuff and also like if you were to get like a subscription to banana republic as you said you don't want to you're not probably going to go to like nordstorm rack because you'll get discounts or you'll get some kind of rewards for having bought it from there but see this is this is the kind of this is the kind of jungle mess we're creating in the market today because you're going to go to nordstrom and you're going and they're going to sell you a similar subscription they're going to and that's the really enigma and i want to ask your guys a uh, point of view on this on a subscription on a loyalty program would you have a credit card or not because we see macy's we see dillard's we see all these so many uh these are just some of the mall ones i'm thinking because i'm thinking i'm not thinking you know things that make sense to have a credit card you know costco makes sense because costco is trying to be a part of your lifestyle which is another point that credit card that's a make it or break it for a lot of people because the cat i'm telling you i love to see those crash rewards when i'm coming back at the end of the year and i love i know a lot of people love seeing those crash rewards so my question to you guys is at the same time, let, let me let me give you the other point. You're gonna go to a store. How we're like teen, teenagers, but how many times do you want to g- deal with another credit card, another credit card subscription? R- realistically, do you think a credit card helps or harms selling a subscription? Um. I'm honestly not not sure, but I feel like subscriptions, they're also used in things like printers as well, right? Because printers, you often lose money for having, uh, when they actually sell a printer, but then they sell you a subscription through things like ink, which is where they get all of their money back. That's one thing that I realized. To answer your question, with cards, having multiple cards, personally, I know I wouldn't want to carry around multiple cards. I know a lot of people wouldn't want to carry around a lot of cards. But that also begs the question, in this day, like in this modern world, we're seeing the use of less and less cards, even though like we have a physical account, a physical card number, we don't carry around those cards. Say, for example, Apple Pay, has the option for you to add your cards onto your phone. And that one phone will allow you to use multiple cards. So it's not necessarily carry around those cards, but uh, it's it's more of you're using one thing to access multiple things. So it may not be an inconvenience for some people. It may be, but that just depends on the customer, you know? But wait, I agree with what you said. But you also proved exactly what I was going towards. This is really counterintuitive to the way people think so, think about, uh, you know, a credit card and, uh, you know, card offers that uh, loyalty programs have. But think about it. You yourself, I had no probing. I had no context of what I'm, what I'm about to say right now. You yourself said you would stick to the credit cards you have and preferred not having an additional bill sent out, not having to deal with another card after this, right? Correct. This is the best way of warding out 
your competitors counterintuitively is credit cards. Because with credit cards, what's going on here is that the companies that already have credit cards are going to stick to them. You know, you, you have a credit card with uh, Costco. You're going to stick to Costco. But you're warding out your competitor. Are you going to buy a Sam's Like, leave the fact that Sam's Club's another Costco-like service. Would you buy a Samsung, I mean, Sam's Club uh, credit card? No. Because right now, you have successfully warded off your uh, competitor through uh, basically a shared loss situation. You know, if, if they lose, they both lose. Because they already have a card. Neither of the companies will get the profit. But if one of the person doesn't have a card, they will have exclusivity to the profits that people people will share through it in contrast to others yeah yeah that does bring up a good point that does and i see where you're going with that too exactly so to our listeners this is probably the most counterintuitive thing you're going to hear today but surprisingly so the most effective way of mitigating your competitors in the subscription-based service today it uh other than digital streaming services which is another point which we'll finish out on in person is credit cards, credit cards and debit card services, because either you're losing it or your competitors are losing it. It's not, there's no shared benefits, you know, with streaming services. So similarly, what, what streaming services today needs is a shared shared losses. You know, if they lose, they all lose. If they win, only one of them wins. Is what the streaming services needs. Karthik, Karthik, do you have any ideas on this before uh, I give out my proposed solution? Um, no. And before we do end, that does make like if you're losing something, you don't you you definitely don't want. So first of all, you definitely don't want to lose, right? But if you're losing, you don't want someone else to benefit from it, and so that's so counterintuitive too, because that just makes everything so much more confusing. But in the end of the day. It does make sense. You just want to stick with one thing that's stable, reliable. And I think services like Costco, Netflix, Costco with their Visa card, um, Universal Visa, if you get the exclusive membership, Netflix with their um, selection, their vast selection, and well, pr- uh, Amazon, even, even if it's not just with their Amazon uh, Prime Video services, it's with their e-commerce, e-commerce business and... Uh, prime shipping stuff like that and in the end of the day you just want to stick to one thing that you know will work and i think that's what most customers go for uh i couldn't agree more it's all about selecting what do you think what every everything has to have their exclusivity everything has to be something that the other one cannot provide and that's the main thing i saw the problem with netflix's games idea because i mean how, how long will it take for another streaming service to uh reciprocate or recreate the same thing that they're making right now if they if they decide to that is i don't see anyone wanting to do that but that's the thing choose your exclusivity choose what do you think makes your company and your service the most unique and that cannot be reciprocated like the cards was just an example credit cards was just an example but the main thing for streaming services is uh finding out what really makes them exclusive and to our listeners, that's our question for you today. What do you think could streaming services provide that makes it exclusive to only their their service? What what is something? What's a differentiator? Uh, we'd like you to ponder on that. And with that, 
I think this is the episode of Tag Episode 2 on privacy, streaming services, and uh, market exclusivity. Thanks. This is, this is Rashab. And this is Kartik signing off. All right. See ya in another year. Just kidding. We'll see you soon.